This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. You know, love has taken me to some pretty dark places. But Los Angeles has got to be as dark as it gets. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. Hey, I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. And I'm Trevor, and we're the Boo Crew. Happy Hanukkah, scary Christmas, and happy horror days to you. You're joining us in conversation with actor Charlie Barnett, one of the stars of season two of the breakout hit show, You. At time of release, available as of December 26th, exclusively on Netflix. Discover Charlie's horror firsts and his incredible adventures in the world of genre, from starring in CW's Arrow to the critically acclaimed Russian Doll. Then we dive into a spoiler-free exploration into his new role on You, opposite Penn Badgley and Victoria Pedretti, who played Nell Crane on Haunting of Hill House, also showed up in Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Learn how Charlie has honed his skills to become a chameleon in front of the camera to bring a wide variety of characters to life and why everyone roots for the bad guy in you. Say, I wolf you to episode 91. This is Charlie Barnett. Delete your social media accounts. You are locked in Joe's creepy book vault being forced to listen to The Boo Crew. Dum dum dum. I'm told LA is what you make of it. Float like a who you surround yourself with. In a beautiful world. Hello. You. I wish I was special. Love. It's nice to meet you, love. You're so very special. Maybe I should run. But I don't want to. Go ahead, 
That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining the Boo Crew in the Speakeasy studio is a phenomenal actor who's been in incredibly prestigious television shows like Law & Order Special Victims Unit and Criminal Intent, 10 episodes of ABC's Secrets and Lies, and a beloved role as rookie firefighter turned paramedic Peter Mills on three seasons of NBC's Chicago Fire. He is coming off a whirlwind 2019 with Tales from the City on Netflix coming out this past summer alongside Ellen Page, Laura Linney and more jumping on for the final season of the CW's longest running DC comic series as well as one of its highest rated shows ever Arrow playing villain John Diggle Jr. Starring as Alan on the groundbreaking series Russian Doll earning 13 Emmy nominations and a win this year and is just about to kick off The Return of one of the best thrillers ever created. You season two premiering December 26th on Netflix. We are absolutely honored to welcome Charlie Barnett. Oh my gosh. That entry. Wow. Well, hey. You're amazing. No, I guess when you hear it all like read back to you, you're like, whoa, yeah. I did that. Oh my God. And a lot of it, like you said, in one year, being the festive time of the season, it's also a reflective time of the season. It is right? indeed. I'm you know? so, I have so much to be thankful. I mean that genuinely. I really do have so much to be thankful for. I really, really, really do. When you look back at your 2019, though, in particular, and all that you've accomplished and the many doors that are now open to you through your many triumphs this year in particular, what does that feel like? Yeah, it feels, it feels like, I don't know how this is going to come off, but it feels like work. And in the best sense, there's a, there's a, opera called Candide. <laughs> Just a spin-off already. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful opera. It's one of, it's one of our best American operas, I'll say, to English-spoken uh, ones. But it's all about finding work, and through the work you find existence, you find your reason. And I love this work, and I'm honored to have the opportunity to do it. And looking back, it feels like I've built something and people are reflecting and, and resonating with it. And that always feels like the work has paid off. <laughs> you know, It feels good. It feels really, really, really good. One of the things that we find amazing about your trajectory as an actor is that none of your characters ever feel similar to one another in any way. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Which that's not a common thing really. Yeah. And I'm talking, you know, from Deathstroke to Peter Mills to Ben Marshall to Gabe. It's a wonderful thing to watch. And I was wondering as a storyteller, talk about chasing that experience and why it's important to you. I used to sit in my bed as a kid and dream of having the abilities of, of Meryl Streep, specifically because of her chameleon aspects just being in the world that we are, Death Becomes Her is one of my oh, favorite movies. I love that movie. <laughs> it is so good. Yes, yes. That was, I think, an initiation of like, this woman can do everything. I, I saw her there and I can't remember that the same year I watched, what's <laughs> the one where they are in Australia where the dingo eats her baby? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that called? I can't remember, remember. but I saw yeah, that right yeah. after and I was like, that's the same person? I was blown away. Oh my gosh. I love her in the river rafting one. Yes. Oh, uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. yes. Another. Is it River's Edge? No, it's no. not River's Edge. What the hell is it called? We Darn need like it. a life. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant There's movie. Google. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Real Street, right? She, she just it blew me away. And obviously she continues to do it on almost every performance. 
I've now grown to find so many more chameleons. Jeffrey Wright. Your mind always goes blank when you want to think of people. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright just to begin with. And Gary Oldman is another incredible one, in my opinion. But that has always been my goal. I, you know, I'm mixed race. And that was from my life. You know, it's never going to go away. It's part of myself. I appreciate and love it so much. But it puts me in a position of never feeling like I was in any community. So it helped me kind of, I think, hone my chameleon skills in a weird and kind of terrible sense <laughs> at some points. It was some mind fucks in there. Um, but it also has shown me that as human beings, we all relate. It's all kind of the same shit underneath it. But the masks you put on can just create so many different uh, details. And that's exciting and fun to play with. Your very first experience as an audience member, just experiencing cinematic horror and what that was and if you remember it and what kind of yeah, impact it, it had on it you. It was definitely the Munsters. I, I, nice. My parents raised me and my sister watching a lot of Nick at Night, which I know Nick at Night is now like what? It's a uh, Fresh Prince and like, yeah. like yeah. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so I grew up with the Munsters and Leave it to Beaver and uh, the Jeffersons and, you know. Kind of the old school fun ones, but the Munsters was definitely my first introduction. And I never saw it as like a horror. It was just a family, you know, that was like different living in this neighborhood. And obviously that's what the, it, it was. It's what it was trying to do uh, in a bigger picture. But I, I loved it for that sense. Yeah, it was a really good show. It had really good messages. <laughs> yeah. Like when a- you go back and watch it, there's just really good messages. And I think our kids should watch more of it. Do you ever remember experiencing anything in the horror canon that terrified you at a young age? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, The ring scared me for months and months and months. Scream freaked me out. That was the first time that I was like, oh shit, people are out there killing each other. That's something like, oh, like I I got full deep into like murder mystery and just, uh, you you know, the human element like Jason and like that kind of shit. That, in my personal opinion, is always more terrifying than like, goblins ghouls I, I would love to be a ghost yeah come into my body and like turn me into some ghosts like that's cool i'm gonna be able to haunt people for the rest of my life awesome but some like mask murderer is like chasing me and in my bra and panties running across like a field <laughs> fuck no i don't need that that's terrifying so those always kind of freak me out more <laughs> are you in the same boat yeah i i mean those are the ones that really scare you are those people and when i think of you i think of like ted bundy who was just this really like social you know he was a charming man and women would fall all over him and he was a killer which is crazy to me i was just wondering or should we get into you yet yeah go sure why not yeah jump everywhere all right just for you, looking at you, <laughs> now it's going to be weird. Yeah. Every, every time I bring it up to somebody, they're like, what are you working on? I'm like, well, I'm doing you. Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck? What the doing you. Down, dude. Like, chill out. No. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I get it. We are rooting for Joe. I find uh-huh. myself rooting That's for Joe. thing. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of feel the similarities. Like, why do you think that people root for someone that, is killing people. You know, it, it's a big, big uh, picture. <laughs> um, there's the side of it too that's like, 
I'm waiting for this kind of coin to drop of like, hey, are we respecting like the people that we've lost to human beings like that? You know, it can't be avoided. I think it needs to be brought up. In my opinion, like you need to be aware of these wolves. We have, you know, these fables and these morals that are built into all of our stories for a reason. And as much as we can paint them with pretty pictures, red, little red riding hood, uh, you know, I, I'm a musical theater boy too. So I feel like a lot of musicals tap into that kind of realm of like, how can we tell this dark story in a fun, interesting, and also tangible accepting way, put light to it. So I think there is something to be said on what you is doing on allowing that voice you know what I mean? And, yeah. and kind of introducing people to something that you know, we should all be aware of and, and masking it with this playful entity or, or side. But yeah, y'all, he is killing people. That ain't good. No. I have to say this season, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> uh, but it's so hard because it's really good. I'm really excited to see just off of that element. It twists in so many different freaking ways that those kind of questions become so much bigger. Not like, a, oh my gosh, this is, uh, you know, otherworldly, but it's just so many layers. It becomes so complicated, which is life, you know, yeah. but there's a lot. He becomes a victim at certain points. You know what I'm saying? Like you do feel bad for him and you should in all the right ways. All that being said, it's Penn Badgley. He's a handsome, charismatic man, and he knows how to utilize those traits. And he draws people in just like his character. So did many a serial killer. And that's honest. That's That's true. Honest. So, you know, maybe people can look at that, look at their own interest, look at their level of being drawn in, take some notes, um, apply that to your own life when you're out, you know, shopping and and (laughs) wandering about. I hate to laugh about it because, but it's, it's fucking true. Yeah. You know, especially with that, like the commentary that it makes on social media and having your information out there in public and like shit that does happen. It's a scary, scary world. You know, we're not trying to fear monger people. Right. You have to be aware. You have to be aware. You have to be prepared. You know, I'm a six foot two black guy on paper. That's like, you could probably handle yourself in any situation, but like there's anything out there to get anybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? So everyone has to be aware. Is that, yeah. Is that too dark? No, no, no. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to you because I want to, I want to hit up some Russian doll stuff too. Uh, And we'll we'll go circle back to you because yeah. Yeah, oh God, fucking I'm you. so excited you. to talk about you. <laughs> I know, so we do, we so do. It's like my favorite show. Yeah, it's so. amazing, it's amazing. Sorry. Okay, okay, we'll jump no in. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go back. I so, love Russian Doll, too. Yes, though. yes. Okay. It's so, dark, too. Yeah. So Russian Doll, obviously, a fantastic achievement, right? Oh, so you. many brilliant people also involved in the creation of that show, right? From yeah. Natasha Leone and Amy yeah. Poehler and uh, Leslie, Leslie Headland. Yeah. Very much has a lot of genre elements to it. It dips into kind of the same cinematic spaces like movies like Final Destination, Happy huh. Death Day, a little Twilight Zone-esque a little bit. The path to you being transported into this world fatefully begins at a bachelorette party <laughs> yeah. with a conversation that you had yes. with 
Natasha. Yes, yes. You know, I'm, I'm really good friends with Samira Wiley, who played Poussey on Orange New Black, and she also uh, plays Moira on Handmaids. We went to college together. She's like my sister. Love her to death. Hey, what's up, Samira? Uh, <laughs> she asked me, strangely, to host her bachelorette party. Not a good idea. Okay, world? I am a... I can do things. I, I get the Martha Stewart up, but like, I'm a procrastinator. A little bit of a pothead, let's be real. <laughs> um, so it was a task uh, but I gathered all of the ladies from Orange I gathered all of our friends and Good family job, man. got yeah. down to Miami it was a beautiful time I, I had a, a one night at the very end I, I don't drink anymore I actually <laughs> from working on Russian Doll I stopped drinking <laughs> and I've been so sober from alcohol at least for well, like a, almost two years now it's been great it's been wonderful I look, I love alcohol. I don't suggest it unless you need to, but I was a person who needed to. We can tip into that later. Uh, but Natasha, who is, uh, you know, sober as well, um, we had this incredible conversation, me drunk, her clear, about life, about death, about depression, about emotions. As you can see, I'm kind of an open book. I let the filter go. And I, I, that's kind of what I love about what I do as well. It's like we're all people. Like, why not share? Become vulnerable. And that vulnerability, I think, aided me. It, it led to her. I didn't know in the moment, you know, a couple years, well, I guess it's only been a year, but after we had finished the show and once it had premiered, she told me that that conversation and what I said and, you know, what she saw in me was what I, I can't say I necessarily inspired because I'm not sure about that. But she knew in that moment that I was this character, that she, she needed me to play it. And, you know, that was amazing to hear and it's it's just it's crazy because it's like those are things that i for all my life you know it's the dark kind of shit that you're like it's bad it's bad it's it doesn't help me i knew that it gave me an emotional outlet into my art and i appreciated it from that but it, it was something that made it difficult to have a relationship it was something that made it difficult to i guess uh build myself and grow and change because it was it's, it's like things that we all have it's depression it's doubt it's hate if your own self and she saw something beautiful in it and used it in a incredible way that also helped other people. And anytime anyone's like, the show's amazing. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I'm just like a vessel. Like Natasha built this thing and Leslie and Amy and it's their baby and it's their, it's their opportunity. And I'm just glad that I got the chance to fill it because they did it fucking well. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing, a production like that and the way that storyline folds and wraps in through itself, like, origami almost mm. that creates a lot of challenges oh from God, continuity yeah. to yeah. like just keeping everything straight as a performer in that really you're acting in a time loop mm -hmm. how did you keep your head straight through all that i mean it must have been i had great leaders i you know I, there was a lot of trauma <laughs> there's a lot of like oh my fucking yeah. god yeah um from everybody as as a good project should it's how you move forward it's how you continue through it and you know, funny enough, I keep getting this stupid fucking question of people being like, well, what's it like? You know, you're working on a, on a show with all women and it's like, that must be like so amazing. It's like, is it different? And like, oh, how, how is it? And I'm like, well, it's kind of offensive to like say that it's different. It's not fucking different. We're all humans. Like, sure. no, it's not different. There's challenges and it's a project. It's, you know, it is what it is. It's different. If anything in my light, I saw them as individuals and maybe you can say because they are women 
from the women that I, I, I have a mom that basically ran our home and brought in the, the bacon. <laughs> My dad is an incredible man and does his own work and he's a boat builder and uh, runs shops and stuff like that. But my mom was the one, you know, doing this stuff. So I, I kind of grew up used to it. But if anything, I saw these women able to come up to a challenge. And unlike most men in those positions that I've seen, they either, you know, the big dog fucking wins. The biggest bark is the top winner or they walk away from it. And it's a fucking trouble throughout the rest of the production. Yeah. <laughs> I saw these women work in a place of being like, you know, fight it out, fight it out. And how do we fucking move forward? All right, cool. But what do we do next? And that kind of malleable, I guess, uh, effort or ability to come back to the table is what made this what it is. Even through shit, they were willing to be like, okay, we will go with that because now you have fought me enough and I agree. Fine. <laughs> like, it was pretty amazing. After that project was all said and done mm -hmm. and you came out of that, what was the new Charlie, the actor, like after that experience? Oh God, I was broken. <laughs> I mean, did you come out with like a new set of tools? Did you just like... Yes, 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 of course, in the long run. But uh, God, they housed us on 14th, me specifically on 14th and Broadway, which is like right in NYU town. Yeah. We block shot it. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, block no. shooting no. is basically when you, you have your full script, you hopefully have all of the episodes because that makes it easier, but we did not. Oh, um, wow. We had maybe the first like two or three and we started the block shoot and, and we had, luckily we had incredible directors, Natasha included, Leslie included, and Jamie, um, whoa, Jamie Babbitt. Love you, Jamie. Sorry. Uh, she's amazing. She did, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, oh yeah. I love that yes. movie. So also, fucking oh great. Yeah. That, she's I love doing that incredible movie. things. I just finished a Drew Barrymore movie with her that's supposed to be coming out. Oh, oh that's so cool. I, I love I Drew Barrymore too. So great. I know I'm so excited. I get to kiss Drew Barrymore. Yes. That's amazing. amazing. No way. I loved it. Oh my god! I met her once, and I t I named my dog Drew. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was like younger, yeah, because I just loved her, and she's so awesome. She loves animals, and she's such a seems like such a good person. She gets so Lauren gets an opportunity to meet Drew Barrymore, and I'm so excited. And it's acoustic Christmas, and my friend Nicole was like, "Come on, let's meet her." And all I could say was. I named my dog after you. Uh, <laughs> my uh, friend Nicole was like, what? Why would you But say she grabbed your hand yes. and was like, I understand. That's so amazing. And like, she just knew. She's like, an animal lover. Yeah. I mean, she actually would probably take that as like deep, deep love. Yeah. She did. Like, yeah. she totally got it. I love her. <laughs> but uh, Drew yes. by Sideway of Jamie. Ba we had incredible directors. So that is how we all stayed in line. We had an incredible scripty. The person that kind of keeps up with everything and from this uh, you know within block shooting you basically take everything that is shot in one location and try and film it out so you know we would shoot my breakup scene with dasha in episode two in episode three and then later the one in episode eight when we break down the beautiful thing about this script is that you know we're living the same thing over you know maybe our counterparts are but it's a new experience every time yeah you know, it's the same situation so it was a lot right as much as i am a procrastinator i love doing the work and i'll stay up until 6 a.m the week before jamming it all in and like just living in an 150% because I also won't trust myself unless I do the work and I'll, I'll fall apart. 
I know that from, from going to Juilliard, I know I will fall the fuck apart. <laughs> Thank you, my professor. Um, you let me know. And I always admired the people, you know, Adam Driver was uh, at the school before. I mean, just to name a name of, uh, you know, someone people know, but he's an unbelievable worker. So damn hard and does everything meticulously. I admire the fuck out of that. So in this, you need to do this. Something like Russian Doll, you had to. But Jamie Babbitt pulled me aside one day and she was like, just let go, baby. It's all there. You need to just let go of your fucking like charts. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I started really finding it. So it's a little bit of like doing the work and a little bit of letting Let it, it go. go. That's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. In life, yeah. So <sighs> season two. What do you know? Are you you coming back? I don't know anything. They, they know me well enough not to tell me <laughs> yeah, shit. Right. Yes. Like, they know I would say something. Well, we know there is a season two, right? <laughs> it's do, been announced, do. but yes. that's about it. Well, about we it. hope, we hope that you're coming back. For that. I, yeah, just a I, treat to watch again. I, you know, we've had discussions. I hope to see myself too. I have no idea what capacity and... I want to leave that open because the piece is more important. You know, sure. what it does and for me as an audience member, I, I'm excited to see how it aids mental health and people just in general. Yeah. Like relationships and all the goodness. Gotcha. All the goodness we struggle with. Let's crash into you. Okay. Your favorite. Yay! Yay. It's so all about you. Day after Christmas, which is Boxing Day up in Canada, yes, actually, yes. and the UK. Mm -hmm. It's a big day for us. In Australia, right? Do they celebrate? I think so, yeah. yeah. Boxing Day Australia. Explain what it is. Well, I always knew Boxing Day. Boxing Day was like Black Friday in Canada. That's when you oh. went and got, you shopped for deals. Everything was on sale, Boxing Day. Every time. And you throw the boxes away from Christmas. That's why I thought it was originally. As <laughs> an American, anytime I saw that, I was like, Boxing Day. I was like, people are boxing? Yeah, like, like watching a boxing, yeah, like, like it Super was Bowl like, Sunday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had British, my parents had some British friends that we'd go over to their house for Boxing Day and we played croquet and oh, interesting. my sister and I would put on the boxes and robot box. Because you know, <laughs> we were like, we cannot box on boxing. We're Americans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so had you seen the first season of you before any of this? No, like that? no. no. Okay. Actually, I went into the audition kind of being like, "Oh yeah, this is that show with like Penn Badgley." Oh um, yeah, I saw that on my Netflix. Let's go in for it. And I was like, "Oh." oh as soon as I walked in, I could see, I was like, this is like a big deal, isn't this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I read the script. Of course, I memorized everything and did the work. But, you know, I was focused on the character and the character that I was playing was not in the first season. So yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. Why? It. Yeah. Why go back? Um, I w was happy to hear when I got into it. I admitted to them. I was like, I've not seen the first season, but I'm starting to feel like I should. And they said, no, no, it's actually better that you haven't. We want it to, to like be secrets. I was like, oh, cool. Well, it was great. Let's do this. And luckily, you know, knock on wood, I got it. Um, but no, it's all wow. It's all still like fresh for me. I, I When I'm on episode, because I've been slowly going through it, and I, I actually kind of want to like go back and binge through the whole thing at once, because it is, it's so worthy of that. But I'm on episode four or five right now? Four right. or five? Yeah. 
Yeah, he just. just it's I don't easy give to like binge. A, it, oh my it really is. Gosh, yeah. Lauren got me binging on it because she had seen it because it was on Life, the original series on Lifetime okay. first, Lifetime, like yeah. years ago. Yeah. And then it got put onto Netflix, and Lauren's like, "You got? I'm like, I'll watch it. I'll watch it." Because I get so intimidated by it. There's so much content out there. Of course. I mean, you know, there's Netflix and everything like that, and then yeah. there's entire seasons are dropped on you and you just kind of sometimes feel like you're treading water with all these different shows and you kind of got to pick and choose you know, it's only so many hours in the day but she said you got to watch the first episode of you and i watched the first episode of you and i was sucked the fuck in like yeah. unlike unlike any other show i'd ever seen what was it that sucked you in i mean for me it was the writing yeah that's what i would say the writing because watching that show is like watching someone do a magic trick mm. You are watching all the events through, for the most part, through Joe's eyes. Mm -hmm. And that ride, you automatically convince it. Like, as we were talking earlier about how people kind of uh, root for Joe. Yeah. It's because the whole narrative, you're, you are living the story through Joe. And Joe doesn't know he's doing anything bad. He's like one of the classic universal monsters, right? Just a misunderstood. He's just being Joe. Well, and he, he, you know, he, along with the audience, kind of evaluates it or breaks it down into this place of being like, well, yeah, I get it. Makes it makes sense. Like, yeah, you probably should kill that person. Exactly, yeah. right? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when something bad happens to him, you're like, yeah, I'm, I was right. Joe was right. But it's a magic trick. It's like a sleight of hand, right? And it, yeah. it fucks with you. And that's what I think it it's immersive immersive storytelling what was your experience we, like you are in the fortunate position you have these scripts in your hands mm -hmm. the wonderful scripts what is it like to work with these scripts like the, the people who wrote the show sarah gamble greg berlanti who are geniuses in their own right like the supernatural the magicians the entire dc universe is on their shoulders yeah. sabrina so i mean you know and they it's sarah specifically too is like in in the room and like working with everybody as well and but they have an incredible group of writers in their room and they work oh. real hard i mean just coming up to the caliber of like last season but th there's so many layers in this show li like russian doll the effort of having his kind of outside voice yeah. and then the inside voice and then, you know, everything else that relates around it. That's the thing that draws me into. Oh, it's just cool. It's, it's a good tactic. Wow. Yeah. So much of that show, so much of the brilliance is in the post-production, exactly. right? the voiceovers yeah. and things like that. So much. So tell everybody where your character falls into this story. So I play Gabe. I am, wow, I'm Victoria's best friend, love. One of her oldest friends um, from Los Angeles. I am an acupuncturist, a little bit of a uh, spiritual guide, um, hippy-dippy, you know, granola earth person. <laughs> um, I get down on, you know, some of the, the psychedelics in order to find my outlets as well i'll say people keep tagging into the fact that like he he does shrooms every once in a while and i'm like why is that crazy everybody this is california everybody. um so i should mention it but he is at his heart a earnest good and a caring friend he loves quinn he loves love and he loves that he can be there for her and also kind of push her in in certain ways and he thinks i think that they supply both of that for each other she is unlike, you know, the first woman, a much more, a much more powerful, I guess, character. Interesting. Know, yeah. She has a lot more, what's the word? Because, you know, not to say that she, uh, I can't, I'm blinging on the first character's name. Why? Guinevere Beck? Yeah. Guinevere Beck, yeah. 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 Guinevere Beck. Of course, she finds some fucking amazing strength. But 
there's an LA sensibility that comes along with love that is really kind of fun to see. She's also just an unbelievable actress too. Yeah. So she plays yeah. it like incredibly. Yeah, but their relationship is really at the key of this. And as we all know, the friends within <laughs> in the U scope don't seem to always uh, fare very too well. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that makes it great, man. As a viewer, that's so fun because you see Joe with a bunch of people. You're like, okay. I think not everyone's getting out of this. Y'all <laughs> are going to be very surprised by this season. There's some Whoa. twists and turns, like, like shock and awe. Wow. Um, the ending, I'm like, they gave us the last script and I, we read it like at the table as a group and we had these like kind of cute cupcakes that have blood on them and stuff. It was nice. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But from it, I was reading along with it because they were trying to keep it secret. They didn't let us have it beforehand. And I was just like, oh my fucking God. What the Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. It's intense. It's intense. Oh my That's God. amazing. So again, the whole story moves from from New York. Yeah. Joe comes to LA. Joe comes to LA. Yeah. yeah. And LA is such a part of right. the East. Just yes. like New York was in the first season. So yeah. LA is very much a character uh, yeah, absolutely. in this. In absolutely. This. And you know, you know, the energy that LA carries and definitely the people that uh, embody it. Yeah. And we all, as like a group of friends, we kind of, act as the gaggle of hens <laughs> that like reflect that no offense LA I love you okay. <laughs> that is so fun so I mean shot all around LA I'm assuming yeah, right yeah which is so cool yeah, yeah. I, so one of my secret and lies was the last thing that I actually got to do here um, and I've done a whole bunch of like shorts and stuff with friends in LA but yeah this was we got to shoot in the cemetery you know like wow. you're standing on who, who's actually out there <laughs> was it the Hollywood forever is that where yeah, you yeah yeah wow yeah, the this is the movie nights. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's launch. so great, man. So, I can't. Yeah. I was like, who, who's going to haunt me tonight after this event? This is, <laughs> have you ever had a paranormal experience? No. And I'm like, knock on wood. I, I'm like, kind of want one is that weird no it's not weird at all do. i yeah. really do i'm i feel like i'm now at the point to i'm yearning for it that i'm not going to be afraid i'm just gonna be like look ghost yo let's just talk like what's up like, yeah. <laughs> well it brings a lot from? of answers right <laughs> yeah if there is a paranormal experience that that yeah. quenches a lot of i mean spiritual. i totally believe i i don't know this is dropping into another deep moment but my birth mother i was adopted but my birth mother passed away um when i was maybe 18 or 19 i come to figure out i've gotten in contact with my birth family and from that you know i heard about all the stories about her and who she was but I always, for a long time, you know, we're young, crazy kids. There's so many things that I'm like, I should be fucking dead. I should definitely be dead. There's too many times that I've risked my life in stupid ways. And I've always been convinced that she was kind of like a guarding angel in a certain sense. But that's what it started me off on my interest. And weird shit like within those realms will happen where I'll be somehow my car stopped and I will literally watch a car accident happen like in front of me. Wow. You know what I mean? Like weird kind of shit like that. Yeah. So I, that's the only like maybe relation that I've ever had. Big oh. ups, mom. Oh. <laughs> if you're out there. Oh yeah. my gosh. So the rest of the show, were, uh, what student, did you film it on any set lots or anything as well? Uh, well yes, we did uh, up in Burbank. Um, yeah. Riverside. Okay. Mm -hmm. Riverside Studios, which I know a lot of stuff has gone on there. Yeah. I was just watching something that I saw it in the background. I was like, oh, hey. And it's right next to a cemetery as well. Forest um, Lawn. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's Forest right. Lawn is right behind there. The show has a creepy element, but I think the best parts of it are its thriller effect. Yeah. And that all kind of spins back around to Penn and like the work that he does too. 
I, I think all of the, f- the scariness of it, I mean, obviously it initiates from him, but it's because of the work that he does on it and his, it's, it's a really hard job. And I, I just want to make sure that everybody like hears that out, that what he does and like the, the layers of, he plays out what he's thinking silently in a scene while the rest of us are cackling and doing our thing in the corner. Right, sure. And he's doing a 10 million other things and then then does the lines on top of it and, and brings the emotion to it, plays 20 different things on top of that in those moments because it has to then reflect backwards. It is, as much as I'm even explaining it right now, I feel like it can come off as simple, but that kind of shit for an actor playing those intricacies is the hardest, most challenging. I'm sorry to reiterate, but it is the most difficult thing to do ever and to achieve it. And he does it beautifully. It's what sets the tone of the whole show. It sounds like conducting a symphony or something. Yeah, it really is. And, and on top of it, the man has not a lick of like ego or clout. He is just a brilliant, humble amazing open human being that's amazing you don't find that you know what i mean and then acting alongside victoria who's just got powerhouse just as good you know what i mean like if not fucking champion pen like she i I was blown away by the the, her ability to just tap into things like she can go from one to a million which the character calls for oh god i want to give so many things oh wow we can't wait like seriously i'm just like oh guys jones and um she is just ferocious as everybody has seen you know from her work on the hill house yeah hill house yeah (laughs) which i think of the game i always get it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i always get confused too and as far as i know i think hill house was like her first one of her first major projects, right? Yeah. Yeah. She just, got out of, she just graduated from Carnegie, like maybe a couple of years ago or so. Wow. Yeah. She fresh and she good, y'all. She good. Well, we cannot wait for this show wait, to wait, come wait, back. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not ending. I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. I just can't wait. Did you keep anything? Ah, uh, very important question. Yeah. Okay. Full admins. And I admit this everywhere. I should stop admitting it because I'm going to get caught. Um, I pretty much steal something from every set. You got to. Yes. You got to. Yes. It's not stealing. Because, well, they just throw it out anyway, usually. Like, and my partner, who is literally a set decorator, dresser, and designer, uh, he would consider that shit stealing. Right. Well, like, yeah, details, I, details. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that has to go find that shit, track down the right. shitty fucking actor, yeah. jack that thing, and now I have to go return it to this fucking studio. No, that's it's it's wrong. It's wrong. But that's why I try and steal like you know, I'll steal like socks or like in this one specifically the 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 place that uh, Love actually her her parents own and she and her brother work for and work out and um I I sometimes help uh to work with. It's this amazing shop, this L.A. kind of centric shop that they built you know just candles boho bullshit uh, <laughs> but I, I i got some i got some candles oh, <laughs> nice. so cool yeah i keep I, you know you have to you, you have got to, to. you got yeah. to yeah i yeah. literally i'm dreaming of having a home like yours it's just gonna be full with bullshit that I want, I <laughs> someone's there carting out uh, joe's plexiglass kill room uh, <laughs> yeah. where's this oh, going sorry. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing well very cool oh you want to ask your um you got to ask your Universal 
Yes, uh, I saw you went to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah. So what was your... Samira, too. Take back, yeah. Nice. Samira, well, yeah. And yeah, a lot of people. Was good. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you had a fun group there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite maze this Halloween season? Oh, I'm trying to remember what was there this year. Us. Us, yeah. Us was, and yeah. And Killer uh, Clowns. Stranger Things, Killer Clowns. Stranger Things. Ghostbusters was probably my favorite, just because of nostalgia. Which one was the scariest? I mean, come on. Uh, did you all think that they were scary? Did well, you get scared? You know what? I got scared in the Us maze. I yeah. thought that was one of the scariest mazes. I've been going to Universal in a long time. That uh, was since 2005. I think it's the scariest maze they've ever done. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like whoever is there to scare you. Like you have to be there at the perfect time when there's not too many people. Yeah, oh, not too yeah. many people before you and not too many people afterwards so that you get the scare yeah. yeah because if you're if you're in a big group and you can't see the scare hits someone else and it resets by the yeah, time right. you're there they're, yeah, they're and you're hiding throughout yeah yeah exactly yeah i got there was one i can't remember which i think it was the ghostbusters one but one of those like the paintings yeah that like popped yeah, yeah. somebody popped out behind it that took me yeah that got me. <laughs> yeah. so fun do you I, like going to stuff like that i love it yeah i'm all about it. i love being scared and i'll, I'll you know i i lean in <laughs> yeah i mean like i want to be scared so like you know creep me out like I, I get into the element but one i did go to this year that really did kind of scare me at one point was the it maze oh did you guys go see that we like, didn't go see that this year like it was on hollywood and vine yeah. like right when the second one came out and there was some freaky ass shit in there. Yeah, they did a good job. That's awesome. Wow. I just watched the movie two 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 nights ago. At, oh wow! Prior to watching uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh nice! They go hand in hand. <laughs> right, you know, you know. You season two comes out, and then we're going to be into twenty twenty. I mean, people are going to be talking about you probably for a long time. What? is next for you in 2020 funnily enough i'm working on a musical i'm building no a musical yeah with a couple of friends from chicago actually a friend that i grew up with in, in sarasota anthony lombard and his wife cassie Ayers. but it is a dark twisted morbid musical no way yeah, that's know. awesome yes cool. based on a, a a fable that we've kind of made um but you know, pulled from a world of Imagining if it was too dark for the Grimm brothers. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's fun. a lot of twisted nature into it. We just finished uh, a couple of the music uh, pieces. We just did a read through with uh, actually Melanie, um, Melanie Fields from uh, you, who plays one of our friends, read yeah. with us. And a couple of the folks from Mrs. Fletcher and um, from Shrill came in and, and joined us. It went really well. But we're going to be doing it at the Hudson Theater in March. Really? Yeah, in Los Angeles. And it, for two weekends the 13th through the 15th and the 20th through the 22nd but i'll get you guys tickets for sure. oh my god i gotta see awesome. this thing so for sure, for sure. wow because i've heard you talking about like you've wanted to do you know, like a full oh, musical yeah. theater production for a while yeah. I'm, I'm a musical theater buff yeah. i really am and i like it I like cooking i love cooking but i would never want to be a chef Sure. I love musical theater. I first and foremost don't think I'm talented enough to be on Broadway, <laughs> um, but I feel like it might kill my like joy and love for it. So it's like, yeah. I like to do it in like, you know, this is just special and small for us. We're not, you know, we're not trying to build it into anything. If it does become something, thank God, it'd be amazing. But this is just something that we love um, and we hope to bring a voice to. Of course, you know, with me, there's always some deeper elements. It's it's going to talk about, you know, 
pollution and, and uh, climate change and political climates and, <laughs> you know, just race and emotions. And, sure. Uh, that's all good. Yeah. Which it has to. But. Unbelievable. Well, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah, please. It's called The Mountain Digby. Okay. We have a we have a social media page, The Mountain Digby, you know. Yeah, hit it Mountain up. Digby, what it? Uh, at The Mountain Digby. But, you know, we have maybe three posts up there. This is all fresh. So nice. I got to get on the. You, you, I'm terrible at social media. So. I'm building up my abilities. You <laughs> get have. some hints from Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> and then as far as it, the movie you, you said, yeah, you filmed yeah, someone uh, with Drew yeah, it's called The Stand-In. It's, I, I think it's coming out in February. I'm not, okay. not too okay, sure about so that. It'll be out this year. You know, I have a small part in it, and I knock on wood that I actually end up in it. But... <laughs> That we have Russian doll. I'm coming back to oh, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't really say that, but sure, I just sure. did in March, uh, February as well. And yeah, I mean, like auditioning at all times. You know, looking for the next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. You, know, you got to keep grinding. Keeps your muscles tight. Well, the doors are. I mean, obviously wide open for you. So yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. Yeah. Oh, we are so happy for you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. It's such an exciting. It's going to be an amazing year for you. I yeah. hope. Knock on wood. Yeah, I appreciate it. You, season two, kicks off the day after Christmas. December Merry 26th. Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Good, Charlie. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. That was thank awesome. You. Thank you. Thank you. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 91. Special thanks to our guest, Charlie Barnett. Follow Charlie on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Charlie Barnett and catch him on You, season two, exclusively on Netflix, available as of December 26th at time of release. Production tracks for this episode provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full-cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.